if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. On AM 1420, The Answer. Hour number two underway now. It's eight minutes past ten o'clock. Thanks for being with us. Coming up at 1035, we will talk with uh, Christina Hagan, former Ohio State Representative. We'll talk about issues involving the Ohio elections. We'll talk about those districts. And we'll talk about the ongoing uh, effort by the federal government at the behest of Attorney General Merrick Garland and President Joe Biden to essentially demonize and potentially silence uh, concerned parents who are being called domestic terrorists or potential domestic terrorists for uh, daring to disagree with their school boards and the curricula that their children are being exposed to. So we'll talk to her about all of that. In this hour, or this half hour, rather, we're wide open for your phone calls. I do have a couple of things I want to say, though, just to get this on the record. I posted about this this morning because it's very, very frustrating to me. It's very confusing to me, quite frankly. You know there are still hundreds of um, American citizens who are being held in jail in isolation, most of them in isolation, for venturing into the Capitol when the Capitol was breached on January 6th by protesters. None of these individuals who are being held were armed when they went into the Capitol. Most of them went in there and took selfies because they were in the Capitol building. How cool is this? They weren't there to dem- they weren't there to ransack, they weren't there to steal, they weren't there to assault. They were literally unarmed. 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 I'm gonna say that a couple more times so you understand the comparison I'm about to make. Unarmed American citizens who did indeed break the law by going into that building have been held now for ten months without bail in isolation conditions, unarmed. I say that to say this. Yesterday, a judge released an 18-year-old black kid in Texas on a $75,000 bond after shooting up his high school. Not threatening to shoot up the high school, shooting up the high school. You understand? This shooter, mass shooter in a school, took his weapon to school, 
shot four people. Shot four people. And was in jail for less than 24 hours before being bonded out at $75,000. Attempted murder. Mass shooter. Was bonded out on $75,000. He's free right now. He's free. He sh- school do you I re- I'm old enough to remember when school shootings were considered to be a really really terrible thing. I'm old enough to remember Columbine. I'm old enough to remember Sandy Hook. I'm old enough to remember Chardon. I'm old enough to remember school shootings were generally treated as pretty serious situations. Now they're being let out of of jail on a $75,000 bond. And when you get a premium bail bondsman, that's about 7500 bucks. He shot and attempted to kill at least four people in his Arlington, Texas high school, and he's out now. Timothy George Simpkins is out on bond, released yesterday after shooting up this school on Wednesday. There are hundreds of unarmed American citizens that have been languishing without bail not $75,000, not $75, no bail. In isolation, held in a jail in isolation for entering the Capitol building. Unarmed, did I mention that part? And taking pictures. I have video of a guy who just shot a kid, an 18-year-old who just shot up his school, walking out of the the courtroom, or the jail, rather. Walking out, posted bail, and is now free. Somebody makes sense of that to me. I mentioned that he was a black kid. Why? Well, because one has to wonder. Who's really got privilege in the United States? Because I cannot possibly see this happening if Timothy George Simpkins was a white suburbanite. I cannot imagine him shooting up his school and then being set free the next day on bail. He would never see the outside of a jail cell until his trial was concluded. Much less his arraignments and everything else. This kid was let out. Why? I think we know why. Because there is some privilege in being BIPOC in America today. This is a staggering thing for me. Again, we have witnessed in the last several years, in the last several months, multiple school shootings. Now, in 99% of those, the school shooters are white. In 99% of those... The left blames the gun being used. In this case, the suspect is black, the shooter is black, and everybody is talking about how, well, in fact, the family released a statement yesterday justifying his actions, saying he was bullied in school. And, you know, if you're bullied in school, that means you get to go in and shoot things up. They didn't say he gets to do it, but they think that that provides a mitigating circumstance, which is why he's allowed to have bail. He got bail. And he got let out of jail because he's a minority. He was let out of jail because we had the summer of George Floyd. He was let out of jail because after shooting up a school, because we don't hold people accountable now if it is deemed to be that they are part of an oppressed group. 
If you're oppressed, you don't face the same punishment. 99% of the people, and maybe more, maybe higher, maybe 100%, I don't know for sure, who are being held in jail right now in Washington, D.C., for going into the Capitol building unarmed and harming no one, they're white. Think about it. Chew on it. See if you can make sense of it. I've been trying since yesterday, and I can't. All I know is that there are hundreds of people being held for 10 months without bail who are unarmed, and a kid who shot up his school is free today. Free. Oh, he's confined to his house, we're told. He's, he's got to stay in his house. Oh, that's super. But he's free. Where does privilege lie in this country? I'm just kind of curious. Where does privilege lie? Okay, BJ North Olmstead, thank you for waiting. You're on the air. Go ahead. Thanks, Bob. You had just played what Ronald Reagan had said about peace. We will not surrender for it now or never. But we are surrendering for it. The parents that go to these PTA meetings, they're standing up and they're threatened with being uh, traitors and going to be prosecuted and come after. We have people that are being told if you don't wear a mask, you'll be fired from your job. We are in an unarmed revolution for peace currently. And God forbid people start to get disgusted enough where they start picking up weapons. We're in a very serious state of mind in our country. And the people that are pushing this revolution are the people we have. You've just pointed that out more clearly today with this episode with this young man that shot up in the school and was released. Mm-hmm. We have to become more aware of it. And, and it unfortunately falls in your generation. And one reason I say that is people over 75, I don't know how involved they're going to get, but the younger people are going to have to get involved that have children in college and in high school and that have children just in general. But we are in a revolution. Thank God up to this point it's unarmed. But that can change rapidly, and I think we have to get at these points, and you're doing a very good job, and I appreciate it on behalf of your listeners. Thank you, Bob. Well, I appreciate that, BJ. Thanks very much. You raise great points, as you do every time you call. Thank you. Parma Heights, Dave, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead, Dave. Good morning, Bob. Um, Thank you for that story you just told about the punk in Texas that was let go. I didn't hear that one. Yeah. You know the reason I keep listening? I'm sorry? Oh, nothing. I was just reiterating it. Yeah, he's free right now. Wow. Uh, you know, yet another reason it, why I listen to your show every day. You're on point, and you got the guts to say stuff, to speak the truth. I don't have a microphone like you do, and I appreciate the time, just like the other callers say, to say my voice, to say my, my piece. And mm-hmm. anyway... Thank you for doing a good job every day and keep up the good work. Hey, I'm glad we're talking about voter integrity this morning, and thanks for that. Um, I wanted to ask you a question in your thoughts on the voter integrity issues in Arizona, Maricopa County. You know, C-SPAN yesterday aired some of the congressional Congress people got involved, and they were talking to some of the Arizona folks that were involved with the audit. I don't know if you yeah, saw this, that. This, this was the oversight committee hearing yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, again, and uh, Andy Biggs asked the guy, "Where, you know, with the subpoenas, where's the equipment, the routers? You know, you try to get around it. You try to, you know, you're in contempt. You know, 
they didn't still haven't, as far as I'm concerned, given them that those that equipment. You know, Bob, here's the question. You used to work with the Marshal Service, didn't you? That show you used to have? Yes, yes. I used to do uh, and crime, you know, st- crime like, stoppers. But they're a federal organization. They go around, uh, they can seize property or they can take people. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is why do you think Arizona has not used their law enforcement arm to go in, even at the county level or state level, to go into that county and send in the troopers or the county sheriffs pound on the door and say, where's the equipment? We want it now. Give it to us or you're under arrest. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I, I, I do I do know what you mean, but, but I don't have an answer, and that's the thing, David, uh-huh. and, I th- and I thank you for the call. I've got to get some other people on here. I don't have an answer a- as to that. Um, it w- it, to me, it would be something that a prosecutor could order. A prosecutor could say, we need this evidence. We are looking into this as a crime, and then the police, in following the order of the prosecutor, can go and secure. Uh, you know, you get a warrant from a judge. Uh, and you and you say oh, we're going to go in and take this equipment. Um, there has to be a complaint. There has to be a, or an order by the prosecutor. Uh, and again, they'd have to go through a judge in order to do that. Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't know. I have not watched the audit or the um, the audit of the audit, which is going on now, essentially. Um, you know, and that's what was going on in the oversight committee as as closely as a lot, a lot of other people have, because well, quite frankly, we're ten months since the inauguration. Um, we're not going to unring the bell. We're not going to be able to remove Joe Biden and say this, 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 this fraud happened. Uh, he actually won Arizona. Uh, he actually got enough, uh, uh, votes to, to, you know, remove Joe Biden's electoral victory and, and to be put back into office. It's not going to happen. It's just a reality of the situation. I want to fix the elections moving forward. Like we talked about, I want to fix whatever went wrong or, uh, and, you know, I, it's one thing to say went wrong to. Went wrong indicates an accidental mechanical failure. It's not went wrong. What was done, what was intentionally done to fix machines, to, uh, uh, to you know, create the conditions that led to the other types of fraud, including the mail-in balloting with no signatures and with no postmarks and everything else that went on. There were so many different things that were done to steal that election that you know and I know, but Again, where do we sit 10 months later? We sit 10 months later having not having one single courtroom being willing to hear any of these arguments. I feel like at this point in time, if people want to continue to pursue, do it. Go for it. But just understand, the goal here is just to shine a light on it and expose it. The goal here is not going to be to try to undo the results of the election and re- reinstall Donald Trump as president. It's not going to happen. It's just not. I'm just being a realist. It's not going to happen. If it could happen, I would be all over it. But since it can happen, I've pretty much not been paying a ton of attention to it. And that's just the reality. I'm looking at I'm looking at what's being done to steal our First Amendment rights, to take away our, our rights to put whatever we want into our body or not. I'm looking at what is being done to our children. I'm looking, looking at what is being done uh, to our border. I'm looking at what is being done to our economy. And I'm focusing on things that I think we can make some, some impact, have some impact on by uh, creating a movement, a movement among the people. Uh, to do what they have to do to reclaim their country. I don't think I or anybody else is going to undo the results of that election. That's just the reality of it. Let's make sure it can never happen again, but I don't think we're going to be able to turn that around, which is why I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about it. 1022, time out. More calls after this. Download. 
the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, 1025. Real quick statement, then more phone calls. I honestly believe that social media is the most destructive, irredeemable creation in modern human history. I really believe that. Social media may have, if you you had to break it down into percentages, maybe 3% positive use, maybe 3% positive use, 97% of social media is destructive. I say that just in reaction to the latest story of a new TikTok challenge. The TikTok challenge now, which young idiot Gen Zers participate in all the time when somebody issues a challenge and then posts themselves doing it, everybody else has to try to do it too, hence the challenge. Whether it's eating Tide Pods or walking across milk crates and breaking their legs and their necks, um, they just do it because that's what the challenge is. And the latest TikTok challenge is, quote, smack a teacher. Kids are videotaping one another, walking up to their teachers and hitting them. And the latest example of this was in Covington High School in Covington, Louisiana. A teenage girl went up there to talk to her teacher, ostensibly to talk about her grade, as her friends filmed it. And then she beat the teacher into the hospital. Just out of nowhere, she beat the 64-year-old disabled teacher as she sat at her desk. Not slapped her, beat her with her fists, and hospitalized her as they took video of it. Police believe this is part of the TikTok challenge. I don't think there is anything redeemable about social media. Nothing. And if I'm right that 3% of social media actually is beneficial, I use it. I use it to talk about things on this program that I'm going to be doing. I use this to share videos with family and friends. There are nice things about it. If 3% of it is good and 97% of it is used for evil intentions or terrible intentions or aggressive intentions or threatening or judgmentalism, then it's not worth having. I'm telling you right now, I would never wish harm on a human being. But if a bomb were to blow up the headquarters of Facebook and Twitter and Google and uh, the, whoever owns TikTok, if, if a bomb took those servers out to, to the point where they could never be rebuilt and the code that they used to build them is gone forever and not a single human being was harmed, I would be a very happy man. I don't want anybody being hurt, but if those buildings that house that hate were to be gone forever, if a meteor hit them, I would be very, very happy and our society would be better for it. I firmly believe that. Lisa Woods is in Medina with Medina County friends and neighbors. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I heard we had an incredible meeting two weeks ago with Peter Kersenow, and I wasn't even there. I know you've been under the weather, and uh, hopefully you're recovering. Will you be back tomorrow? I will. I will. Awesome. Yep. It's been uh, three weeks. I've been very, very sick. I'm doing better, doing well. I'm and, so glad uh, to hear that. can't wait to come back. Yep. And I know yep. all of your friends and neighbors in Medina County will be there at Medina County Friends and Neighbors. Who's, uh, who's uh, on the uh, speaker's, uh, uh, at the speaker's podium tomorrow? 
So tomorrow we have coming from uh, the Erie PA area, Dr. John Diamond. He has a show called America Unhinged Radio. Uh, and you can look it up, AmericanUnhingedRadio.com. Um, he will be our guest speaker tomorrow. It kind of, uh, this is kind of cool. I heard he's, he's going to be a real treat to have. Um, kind of fell in our lap. Uh, we had Coach Dave coming out to speak. There was a conflict and he pulled his friend in and looking at his bio, we're, we're really excited to have him. I know That's it's fantastic. going to be an, an inspirational, motivational and everything else type of of, uh, speaker i didn't know you guys did uh radio people for for your speakers so uh if you ever uh i think i might know somebody who who would be interested if, yeah if, yeah yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm joking of course i spoke to you guys back in uh i want to say February i was gonna or something say like you are our radio person <laughs> yeah no i would i would, lo- you know I would love some time to so- come back again I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, good. Northeast Ohio is so fortunate to have you. We appreciate the the people and the subjects that you cover is just so important to us. And, um, you know, uh, you're a piece of my morning every Monday through Aww. Friday, 9 to 11. Well, I wouldn't really, miss it. I'm really glad to hear that, and I appreciate that, Lisa. And I'll remind everybody to uh, uh, be at Medina County Friends and Neighbors tomorrow for Dr. Diamond. Uh, you are going to be, again, at the Thirsty Cowboy, Yes. At the Thirsty Cowboy, yep, and that is right there at 71 and 18. The, the address is really um, 2743 Medina Road, Medina. 2743. That makes, it easy. Yeah, that makes it easy for people who are not neighbors of Medina to come out anyway by GPSing their way. So 2743 so Medina, Medina Road. Good stuff. 830 yep. tomorrow at the Thirsty Cowboy. Lisa Woods, thank you. I'm so glad you're feeling better. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. 1031 now let's get news then we'll come back to uh, christina hagan for her reaction to the stories biggest stories of the week right here on am 1420 the answer giving woke america a wake-up call Courtesy of the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Always better to be awake than to be woke. This I can uh, this I can say with certainty. 1037, good morning. Thanks for being with us on AM 1420. The answer. Uh, I want to bring in our regular Friday guest right now. We get terrific analysis each and every week from Christina Hagan, former Ohio State representative and political candidate, back with us once again on The Answer. Good morning, Christina. How are you? Hey, Bob. I am great. How are you doing today? Doing all right. Uh, fighting to save our republic one day at a time. And uh, I think we have a very, very big battle in that overall war right before our very eyes. Christina Hagan, the Department of Justice has bowed to the teachers' unions and to the National Association of School Boards, an NGO, a non-governmental entity, which demanded that uh, the Biden administration do something to stop these domestic terrorist parents from daring to challenge school board members about curricula, about critical race theory, about uh, uh, gender theory, about um, pornographic comprehensive sexual education in their in their classrooms. Uh, they told Joe Biden, you better do something about it. Bring the FBI in. Literally, they suggested that. And then a day later, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, said, I'm bringing the FBI in, and we're going to investigate all of these people uh, for intimidation, harassment, and threats of violence. Um, 
they don't want blue windbreakers in the yards uh, of of thousands of American parents. But what they do want is to to dissuade American parents from going out there and speaking out against this stuff anymore. The threat of an FBI investigation might be enough to do it. If you ask me, that's the government jumping up and down on the First Amendment, trying to silence and suppress dissent. What do you say? Yeah, that's absolutely accurate. I mean, this is one more count of the Biden administration absolutely in every way politicizing the DOJ, which he promised um, one of his many broken campaign promises that he would not do, that he would keep the Department of Justice non-political, but he, again, is very aggressively attacking our First Amendment rights. He's trying to silence um, the most important people in this country, um, parents. Parents are unquestionably the voice of our children, should be the voice of our children, have every right um, to criticize school board members and educators or administrators that are grossly I'm going against the will of the public and allowing for things like CRT and mask mandates to go against the grain of the local communities. Um, This is, you know, one more example of Biden shamelessly um, politicizing the DOJ and directing FBI to use their full authority to silence everyday working class Americans who just want to keep our country from going completely off the deep end and insane. And it's, you know, you think about this, I mean, we saw even, um, we're seeing this happen with the filing of lawsuits against Georgia over its state election statute and against Texas over its controversial anti-abortion law. Um, but to go after parents for standing up for their children, we're in a really disturbing time in this country. Um, you know, I heard an incident of a vaccine being administered to a school-aged child in Dayton, Ohio, and the parents went into the school after finding this out, seeing a Band-Aid on their child's arm and going in to follow up on it. And um, law enforcement was sent in, uh, but not for the guys you think they'd be sent in, for the people that wrongfully administered something into a child's body without the permission and consent of the parent. The law enforcement was there for the parent to escort the parent out of the education building. We're seeing the state try to have control of individuals, individual rights, completely rolling over our personal autonomy and the autonomy of governing and educating our children and with a complete disconnect to who their employer is. I mean, it always breaks down to the parents are the taxpayers. Um, they're also the guardians and those who God has granted the unique and distinct ability and privilege to know what is best for their children and to have the right to speak up for that. This administration is beyond disgusting in their federal overreach. Um, not only um, completely and utterly destroying states' rights, but uh, as you mentioned, uh, completely and utterly dis- disrespectfully and in a steamrolling type fashion, trying to obliterate the First Amendment in this country. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I said in the open uh, of the show today. Um, you know, I-, I agree. Nobody should be threatening violence on anybody, whether it's a school board member or a Dunkin' Donuts cashier. If they don't have the right kind, you want you threaten violence. You know, that's a- that's something that should be handled, but it should be handled by police. That's a police matter. Local that's not a DOJ. Right. That's not a DOJ matter. So if I'm yelling at a at a McDonald's clerk for screwing up my order, uh, and if I threaten them, I should be held accountable. But but nobody's going to call the F. 
FBI on me, but if I yell at a, at a school board member and they say their feelings were hurt, they felt intimidated and harassed because I was a little louder in my defense of my children uh, than, than they liked, suddenly here comes the blue windbreakers. Christina, that's the part that's, that's you know, I'm, they're trying to say that we are, we are endorsing or condoning or, or defending people who commit violent acts or threaten to commit violent not. acts. We're absolutely not. But those things should be dealt with by local law enforcement, not by the federal government. But these are the same people, Bob, that for a year and a half on end advocated to defund the police. They don't want us to have local authority. They don't want us to be able to govern things on the local level. They want to send in the blue windbreakers to destroy parents for speaking up. Um, It's obvious their intent. No question about it. Let's move on to uh, talking about protecting your kids. Pfizer is now moving forward and seeking FDA authorization of the COVID-19 vaccines for five-year-olds, 5 to 11. Right now it's been restricted to 12 and over, but now they are purporting to jam this drug, whatever it is and whatever it does, into the arms of the least likely impacted uh, members of the population. Statistically speaking, children have almost zero chance of becoming infected and or sickened or hospitalized or to die from COVID-19 and almost as low of a, of a percentage of them uh, to infect somebody else if they did happen to become infected. I mean, statistically non-existent chances, and they want to pump this stuff into the kids anyway. Yeah, this is, this is criminal. I mean, these are crimes against humanity, going after our most vulnerable populations in the event that adverse reactions can and will occur in these populations, knowing that they have absolutely zero need for the shot or even the concept of a vaccine. They're not a vulnerable population in the sense of COVID, um, but they want to continue to enforce their profit uh, to go up on the backs of our children. I mean, this is disturbing stuff. And we even have people that are coming out um, from inside Pfizer um, talking to Project Veritas and others about the deceptive nature of these companies. And if they're lying to us about the content of what is being utilized in the experiments and the derivement and development of these vaccines, what else are they lying to us about? Everything. I mean, they have zero reason and zero accountability in being truthful or forthright with us. I mean, we have to fight um, for information to find out what's happening to people's hearts and lungs, even though we're seeing anecdotally and in other people's data clearly exposing um, the alarms of what we should be uh, sounding the bell on here in the United States, but we're not. Um, And just, I mean, the natural immunity, there is zero reason for this to be rolled out on our children. Um, other than the fact that they know that they can enforce it and mandate it and roll it out in schools and they've got complete control of our schools and they can continue to profit beyond reason and debilitate children um, for no reason at all. It's disturbing. This stuff is um, this is one of the many reasons that my child is not attending a public school at this point in time. Well, I don't, I don't blame you at all for that. This is, uh, you know, it's hard. We've talked about that too. It's hard for a lot of people to not put their kids in public schools. They can't afford private schools, and they can't afford or don't have the skills to do home education or homeschooling. But that is something that people are going to have to try to figure out. Because, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. Because you know what? I think we're going to beat it. 
I think we're going to defy what the federal government is trying to do to us. I think we're right. going to we're, we're going, going to, to have continue the, we're to be present rights. at the board meetings. That's right. We're going to be at the board meetings. We are going to not uh you know jam stuff into our children that we don't think is right for them. And again, I'm not telling any parent, you know, to do what to do. I'm telling you to do what you believe is right for you. Do not make the government uh or let the government make you do this, whether it be for masking or vaxing or or uh or or um uh what's the word? Um not indoctrinating. Could not think of the word for a second there. We're indoctrinating. Okay. Um, speaking of all of this, Christina Hagen, uh, with respect to the vax, the left is always telling you we're following the science. We're following the science. The experts say, the experts say, the experts say. But yet, when experts, and I mean literally experts in their field, don't go along with that agenda and their findings are different, they ignore them and say, well, those aren't really experts. What do you call Johns Hopkins uh, expert, uh, uh, doctor and professor, uh, Dr. Marty uh, Macari? He has spoken out and has told the CDC and has told the NIH that they are ruining people's lives uh, and bizarrely discounting natural immunity by forcing vaccinations into everyone. Natural immunity, he pointed out, has been shown to be not seven, not 17, but 27 times more effective than vaccinated immunity. And he told the Morning Wire last week that public health leaders' hypothesis on natural and vaccinated immunity has proven to be literally backwards. That 27 times more effective a study that the Israelis did, by the way, um, backs up 15 other studies that have shown natural immunity is the answer here. Christina Hagen, are they ignoring the science and ignoring doctors like Dr. Uh, um, uh, Makari because natural immunity doesn't provide them with profits the way vac- uh, vaccinated immunity does? Absolutely. I mean, and we've seen that exposed in other um, whistleblowing incidents where, you know, and even people that are within the company speaking off the cuff when they think they're not being recorded and they say, I hope you're not wearing a wire, and they say, what about um, immunity? What about natural immunity? And they say, well, that's... Uh, that's not going to re- that's not going to garner us any money. I feel like I work for an evil corporation. Yeah, I mean they're blatantly disregarding what we've all known our entire lives, and that is um, natural immunity is existent, and they're trying to pretend it's not. So these chaotic mandates and um, these intentional upendings of our healthcare system and our medical employees are all ludicrous. I mean, they're not basing anything in science. It's all in their political motivation. And these shots shouldn't be mandated for all Americans. There should be a more science-based approach being deployed, but it's not. It's it's all or nothing. You either take every vaccine that we put out, no matter what's in it, no matter how long it's been tested or not tested, whether it's approved or not approved, um, just take it. Don't ask questions and don't talk about things like natural immunity in this world of discussion they will uh, ban you from YouTube or block you off social media or make sure that there's a a, warner, a, warn, a warning or a disclaimer on your social media for talking about things like natural immunity. We're living in a crazy time where the truth is rejected. And people like Dr. Marty McCary of Johns Hopkins is a hero. He's willing to speak to the obvious reality and the fact that they very intentionally reverse the reality of what is proving immunity and it's our natural immunity versus the shots and more longstanding and with greater endurance. But they don't want people to know that because they can't make money off of your body functioning without them. 
Yeah, you know, I've I've said it this way. Natural immunity is to Pfizer and Big Pharma what a crucifix is to a vampire. I mean, it, they are terrified Precisely. of it. It destroys them. They cannot profit uh, make profit off of people's own natural immunity systems. Uh and uh and obviously that's that's their goal is profit. Last thing for you, Christina, obviously as a former Ohio State representative, you're very well uh uh, versed on districting and redistricting and drawing of lines. Um, I talked to the Secretary of State uh, earlier in the program last hour. He has been accused by Breitbart News, a Breitbart News article. Let me rephrase. Breitbart is quoting two GOP, anonymous GOP sources who are accusing the Secretary, the Governor, and the State Auditor of conspiring to redraw the lines in a way that would not be favorable to Republicans and would actually pit Trump-supporting Republicans against one another in uh, in district primaries, the attempt being to remove the Trump influence from the state of Ohio. It sounds pretty far-fetched, but I uh, talked to the secretary about that. He, of course, denied it emphatically. What do you say? I say if this is true, um, I think all things will be brought to light. I pray that it's not because it would be immensely destructive to our state and to our entire country um, for Pelosi to be able to sustain control because we were intentionally and purposely undermining our own ability to have a GOP-led Ohio um, and swing state of the country would be a huge mistake. Um, but I, you know, my memory is long enough to remember um, some people attacking the president viciously um, when he was on the campaign trail and other places. So I pray that that is not the case. I don't I don't have any hard evidence that it is. Um, I am prayerful that the legislative process and all of this would outweigh any attempt or any coup of any sort to undermine our um, obviously reflection of the overall will and majority of the state of Ohio to remain red. Um, but, yeah, I'm careful that it's not real. Um, you know, right now we can only really trust on what people are saying, what their word is currently, and hope that's true. Um, I read through that Breitbart article, and it said, you know, they, they hope the documents will surface that um, these allegations have come from. And if that's the case, then I guess we'd have a little bit more to look at. But right now we're just. Well, it should be it should be one or another. What it happened behind the scenes? Yeah, it should right. be one or another. We need an answer definitively either way. If they have that document, they right. need to make it public. If they don't, they need to say, "Okay, we don't have that. We thought it's what it was. We thought it was something that it wasn't." And redact exactly and, and retract that uh, accusation uh, uh, immediately. That's what I hope happens because I have a very hard time believing any of that is true. Uh, right. Christina Hagen, uh, last question, super quick, because somebody just called and asked, "Hey, Christina Hagen, are you going to run again?" Oh, you guys are good. So, God permitting, people permitting, and yeah, God permitting, people permitting. I am always ready and prepared to serve if there is a need. Um, but also, the door has to be opened, right? We have to have a a seat and an opportunity. So, if um, my existing state leg- or federal legislator uh, decides that this is their last term, then there may be a window of opportunity to go and serve and kick some butt in Washington D.C. I love the sound of that. Christina Higgin, thank you so much. God bless you guys. 1053, back after this. Ohio's first station is now the answer for Northeast Ohio. We're AM 1420, the answer. 
You know, with all of the news breaking today, I didn't even have a chance to address the fact that Mitch McConnell did exactly what we knew Mitch McConnell would do. He caved and allowed the Democrats to raise the debt ceiling and actually uh, got some of his Republicans to go along with it. He needed to shut the living H up and let happen what the Democrats were going to do. Let them own this. And instead, Mitch McConnell caved. Is anyone surprised? And does anybody understand? not understand why we despise rhino Republicans? instead of conservatives. Tom in Medina, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Tom, thanks for waiting. Sorry about the delay. Tom Wyan, how are you? Good, sir. Hey, good, Bob. How are you? I'm good. What's on your mind? Hey, just want to let you know, I wanted to call in. Obviously, I'm real active in the Republican Party in Medina County, and and, and your show is on from 9 to 11 in our headquarters, uh, you know, Tuesday through Friday when we're open. So I I wanted to clue your listeners, and we have some big stuff uh, coming up with all this talk of the importance of our local school boards. We're bringing uh, Scott Pressler in tomorrow um, at the Thirsty Cowboy right next to our headquarters. Um, for those that don't know him, he was kind of went viral when he was cleaning up the streets of Baltimore and San Francisco. Uh, all the liberals thought he was one of them. He came out on a viral video uh, being pro-Trump and was just awarded the Reagan Award at CPAC this year. Uh, so we're bringing him in tomorrow. You can get uh, tickets, medinagop.org. Um, we'll have uh, Brad Parscale there, Jim Renacy also there at that event. That's at 3 p.m. Uh, in Medina tomorrow. Don't forget, um, you know, Laura Trump will be in on the 20th. But as I was listening to you and Christina talk, um, we're going to break this on your show right now. On October 24th at 3 o'clock, we are having a no more mask, no more mandate rally in our parking lot with food trucks, live music. And if, if you're a candidate uh, in the Medina County area, we obviously welcome you. But if you're a candidate from anywhere, we hope you come uh, to these two events, especially the Scott Pressler event tomorrow, especially if you're a school well, board candidate in the let's area. Let's talk again, Tom, before the 24th about that. That's awesome. I love that. And as far as tomorrow, yep. we're going to have to spend the whole day in Medina because we're going to be in Medina, Medina kind of friends and, friends and neighbors at the Thirsty Cowboy in the morning, and then just hang around and wait for the Scott Pressler event in the afternoon at the same place. Hey. While the state while the state party has their head in the sand, Medina <laughs> County is out there being active, and we're going to change uh, change it one county at a time. Tom Wyatt, thanks so much, my friend. God bless everyone. Have a great weekend. Bye bye.